0: Mic check, mic check One two, one two. what up, what up Yo, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here I laughed so hard when people told me that Spotify came back And mentioned to them how this podcast was living rent-free inside their brains And in my mind I was like, I hope some of my exes are fucking listening <laughs> I hope I am rent-free in there, homie uh, It is what it is, you know Let's go over a couple of things in this episode. First and foremost, it'll be a little bit of general. Here's what I learned straight up. Let's spill some fucking tea. And then let's go ahead and look at the kind of overall general consensus. What's going on in the world in a real way. And we can chop up some of that a little bit deeper so that we can prepare for next year. I want to wrap up the 2021 season, as I like to call it. (laughs) Let's get these episodes out of the way. And get excited about what comes next. Uh, Lots of twos next year. Lots of building. Lots of bonds. Lots of partnerships. This is exciting. Very, very exciting. I'm happy to keep doing this as a joint venture with my masculine and feminine. uh, Divinely uplifting oneself. And happy to bring forth what has officially come to within me. So... Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. I really, 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 truly, truly do appreciate you. I do. And let's get into it. Let's look at the technology world. First thing that came to mind was Starlink, but Starlink's been around for years, so it's not anything new. But Starlink became kind of more of a conversation this year. And I think that's interesting considering... You know, what we think of as space exploration isn't actually space exploration, but I digress. It's interesting to see how things are shifting on the ground, shifting in the sky and in every other element of the whole matrix, you know, the tesseract, if you will. So that to me, I found fascinating was Starlink became way more of a big deal because Then, you know, we sent rich people up into the sky, I guess. They, like, did a pass around the moon. I don't... We'll see. But that's that's a thing. That's a vibe. Now, exascale computers, supercomputers. There's more than one. And I don't think it's about which nation holds it. Some people would say it is because, like, oh, this is a superpower. You're right. It's totally a superpower. But the entire world is aware. You know, like, to me, nations understand... The importance of nations working together. So it's actually happening on a much grander scale than people think. That there's more orchestrated drama between two parties than there actually is. It's like a reality TV show in a lot of ways. You know, you keep some of that orchestrated drama because it helps de escalate the actual drama. It allows people to live out their feelings in these alternative mediums. Now, The supercomputing is gonna let loose for what becomes the trends for next year. I'm not the only person to say this. You can Google this. The top nine new technology trends for 2022 is gonna be artificial intelligence and machine learning, which is obvious. Robotic process automation, RPA, which is, you know, if you look at what just happened to the workforce within the last two years, it makes sense that we're gonna start working into way more robotics. That's going to be part of the Fourth industrial revolution, but the robotics is the build out of that right now. This points at third industrial revolution, full force. Uh, next is edge computing, then quantum computing, virtual reality, and augmented reality. These trends are obvious with the metaverse coming up but we already have metaverses in our conscious experience we just don't correlate them with what is a metaverse dreamscape is what that's called if you go look at ancient texts they discuss this at length that there's a whole different subset of reality that we experience together as a collective that is a undertone and we can get there through meditative states we got all sorts of records that happen there. You can literally know, be, tap into anything that's ever existed because you're part of the whole as a, as a oneness. This is such a cool experience. So this technological advancement is awesome, but it's only an opportunity to capitalize on the way that we already do things. So you just have to be prepared that really what's happening is a sociological shift in the collective consciousness of culture. And then a sociological shift that's happening within economic structures. But I think it's to have the same power structure. I think the same status quo wants the same amount of power. And I don't know that that's ever been anything that's shifted. I think it stands kind of tried and true that it seems like this is literally the age-old argument. Is this guy, that guy, one and the other. Secret knowledge and open knowledge. The level at which the world is really built on a collective awareness but if that awareness were to be collective knowledge it taints the entire process of what happens and and it unravels in a completely different way only to come back to the exact same thing it's such a trip how this fractal works right the other thing I think Became a big deal this year is fucking pronouns. Pronouns, pronouns, pronouns. Why? Okay, I get it. Try not to take offense to my counter perspective. I don't mean to be offensive. I just come from this particular realm where the goal was to be identified as a whole being, not subjugated as a label or a term in order to denote what the fuck was going on internally. But I don't get mad at anybody who changes up pronouns, identifies, needs pronouns. Anyone who thinks that everyone needs pronouns and everyone needs to do pronouns things is goofy. I'm cool. If you want to be called they, them, and you feel like it's important to be known as they, them, and you need me to call you they, them, I'm going to do my fucking best to reference you as two people inside of one singular thing. I don't necessarily think everyone's a two spirit. I think that they them is a two spirit thing. And I don't think everyone is that I think it's a trendy thing for people to call themselves, which is fine. And I'm happy to respect your pronouns if that's needed. I'm just saying there is so much more to this actual experience and this actual process. And I think we're getting away from that by making such a collective trendy big deal out of things, which is why I think people are like, look at the gay agenda. So I really think pronouns became a big, big, big deal in 2021. I don't know about you, but I feel like that just really hit home in a lot of different spaces. And I know the steam has been building on it for the last few years. But I feel like now that we're all sitting at home, literally doing nothing, certain shit has just come to the surface. It's become the cultural norm. Everyone's going to be aware of it. <laughs> and this is one of those things. And I'm a bee. The LGBTQ plus I'm a B, also a Q. It is what it is. Thank you very much. I have an opinion. It's fine. Just, it is what it is. Take it or leave it or don't. It's fine. (music) Hashtag free Britney. Dude, I haven't even got to run down the rabbit hole of how I think Britney Spears is the perfect example of how people literally pimp their kids out. To Hollywood probably literally and figuratively she's a really really good example of how they do that and then they continue to do it like I didn't even realize Britney had this whole like Vegas show a bunch of shit she's been doing like circus animal for the last like 15 years no wonder this like got so much steam and it was fine like okay you guys enough's enough but the truth is really really way more sinister when you take a good long look at her entire life she just got freedom and she's been mentally exhausted in a lot, a lot of ways. The things that have probably been experienced at the hands of her parents growing up. Like, we're hearing all these horror stories about Hollywood. We know how fucking bad it is. Free Britney was the whole different level of really trying to understand what's actually happening. It's like, you know, pretty close to fucking hashtag save the children type shit. When you really, really start looking at these Hollywood starlets and and the men too the men i think just hold it together more because it's men we teach them to be fragmented we teach them not to own adapt and cope with emotions in ways that are healthy for their body it gets really hairy when you get into what's happening culturally across the board because people get so offended I am a mother of a son, and that's the only child I currently have. And therefore, as a boy mom, I think a lot about men's rights. And I think a lot about men's feelings and how men are treated in the world. And I think a lot about how I was taught to and how I do treatment, how I think about men, because I have to. I also think very heavily about how I do perceive very heavily that this Free Britney thing is going to put a lot of social issues when it comes to personal justice, like Why is it okay for us to do this with children? Why is it okay for us to like put children on television shows and make them work and pretend like a child could speak up if the family was like depending on having the lifestyle because the child is a fucking Disney star. Listen, bro. We weren't even asking questions about Mickey Mouse Club. Like we weren't. And I don't know. I'm just going to leave that right where that is because that's a whole extra mess of conversation, right? But Free Britney was also one of these big, big, hey, cultural movement. We're going to start seeing big picture, big shifts with what's Hollywood doing? What's actually happening over there? And you'd be surprised at how intricately woven it is into the corporate world and also politics. This Last couple of months have been a couple of new things that I think have really got swept under the rug because the holiday season comes and nobody wants to talk about depressing shit. And the first one is Alec Baldwin and the cinematographer, like, accidental, hey, somebody put an actual bullet inside of a prop gun. What the fuck is that about? Why did someone die? Almost two people died. There's just so many interesting things that happen when you start backing up off Hollywood and you look at it as factions and different you know families playing out on each other it's so fucking interesting so i don't know exactly how it all goes down i don't have some like things set up in my garage with like yarn to different post-its and shit i don't care that much i just like the observation of recognizing that people exist in pockets of collectives and when you start making money like that you just can't help but exist in a certain pocket of collective because the rest of the world doesn't actually know how you operate like that And it's been proven over and over and over again that if you try to stay in your environment when you have money like that, people will fucking come for you. Whether they come for you viciously or they come for you in a needy, pity me kind of way because they haven't got what you got and you're still living right next to them. This has been proven over and over and over again. It's a weird way that the human mentality works in this particular type of collective culture. It wouldn't work this way if we didn't have this type of collective culture. Now... Last one is Chris Jenner's birthday happens, and then World happens, like, right afterwards. And the World tragedy was just fucking crazy. Nobody's seen concerts with that kind of crazy shit happening, and I don't even want to say, I don't even know. Like, I want to say quite some time where people reportedly had the kind of experiences they had at that concert. So... I want to talk about those two in a little more depth come next year, but I want to see how things unfold because I don't really think anybody's going to be brought to fault. I bring up Kris Jenner's birthday because I find it fascinating that it was her birthday the day before this happened. I highly believe in energy rituals and it's just, there's kids involved with this. It's fucking weird. It's just fucking weird, bro. Ugh. Dark, dark forces. So I'm glad I don't like follow the Kardashians. I don't keep up with them for real, for real. Um, I did, this was a big collective consciousness shift because I think people understood for once what they were actually looking at in a larger way than they have. And they were able to report it in a way that they hadn't been able to report before having the internet and being able to say, Hey, this was a low frequency demonic forces kind of setup," up is huge, huge. Okay, that's all I've got for the current events. Now, let's go ahead and get all the way into spilling the tea on the lessons I learned in my personal life. If you didn't want to be talked about, you shouldn't have treated me this way. I hope you're listening. Thank you. I love telling this story. I fucking love telling this story. I've told it a bunch of times to people that I know really 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 love telling this story no I mean when I say that I like to tell this story I mean it I like to tell this story so in 2020 I really liked this guy and we developed a really really strong friendship like emotionally intellectually super strong friendship and I realized that this man was super attractive Came from money in his background. So you know there's like a certain kind of demeanor. To men who come from money. And women who come from money too. Which I'll get to later. I was really really into this dude. But I realized very early on. That my intuition was like. He'll never take you home to his mom. You'll never meet his parents. You'll never meet his kids. Like this dude is so fucking insecure. He couldn't walk around with you. Because he's insecure. Like for real my own insecurities like attacked the shit out of me when it came to this dude and I haven't felt like that in like decades like I haven't questioned my kind of like attractiveness like that in a long long time for real maybe not decades but in a long time so I'm really way into him but I realize I'm getting all the mixed signals and then every opportunity where I really like press that I'm emotionally like confused and conflicted it just becomes a problem so I end up like not talking to him for like a month. The same week that I end up talking to him is the week I move into my new apartment. And just this ridiculous interaction happens that just leaves me full of guilt, shame, and just remorse. Like this was pointless. I'm not sure what I was going to gain from this lesson, but okay. The way that he responds after this kind of interaction between the two of us, is with a shit ton of distance like the most distance and then about three or four weeks later i just got this feeling that i should ask him if he has a girlfriend like if he's talking to someone because i just can feel like someone's around and i do i ask him so you got a new boo and he doesn't say nothing he just likes my comment you know iphone to iphone you can do that okay got it i leave it alone don't talk to him don't deal with him. part of me is just fucked up and distressed over this And really like, I can't believe him, you know, like, oh. And then the other part of me is like, I can't believe me. Like, why did I waste so much energy just not feeling attractive enough for this person? And fast forward to February, right? Literally right around the same time that this shit with my neighbor happens and her friend. And I told you, I'm observing my neighbor going like, oh. It's only a matter of time before she fucking does me like that. Right around this same time, the girlfriend to this dude sends me a message and unsends me a message on Facebook. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? Who is this? I've never seen this girl. I don't know who she is. I knew she existed because he said she existed, but I never went and hunted for her. Who has fucking energy for that? I don't. So when I saw her message, of course I went researching. Who is she? I didn't say anything. I didn't tell him, that she sent me a message and unsent it. I said nothing. I just left it. Fast forward to May, a <laughs> whole bunch of things happen all at once. This girl messages me, it was like 10 or 15 fucking novel sized messages requesting mercy, requesting information, requesting perspective, confessing that she's listened to all my podcasts and she's kind of followed me around on social media and she's like well aware of who I am. And by sending me all these messages, if I am who she thinks I am, I'm gonna respond in a certain way. It was it was a fucking classic narcissist love bomb. It was insane. And I took the bait. She doesn't tell him that she reached out to me. We end up becoming friends and neither of us can tell him that we're friends. The friend situation got complicated within like a week because I ended up hooking up with her. Yep, sure did. And takes about three weeks before he finds out. And when he does find out, like he fucking cares, you know. Like this guy literally has such minimal emotional attachment. He gives a fuck, but he doesn't give a fuck. In the beginning of the situation, I knew that I was the one that had everything to lose. And I did it anyway, because I cared about both of them in a really deep way. And honest to God, it just cluster fucked me with emotions all summer long, back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. So much so, that by the time we got to August-September, these two both have me blocked, and I'm the bad guy. Because I took some fucking liberties, and I didn't feel bad about them. It is what it is. I established some pretty solid, hard lines in the sand, so that I could get straight the facts. So that every mixed signal that this person could throw at me could now be just negated by A couple of simple actions and they were hurtful and at the end of it I earned everything I got so I'm not stressing either of them for not responding in a way that was favorable to me I think they did exactly what they needed to do but it certainly taught me I didn't have to involve myself in any of their emotional chaos. How much further could I have gotten with my summer and my dating life rather than deal with this fucking circus? And now I don't have shit to show for it because neither of these people really gave a fuck about me. None of them. I didn't walk into any of these situations like thinking, yeah, there will come a day when I don't give a fuck about them. I still give a fuck about them. There's never a day when I walk into situations with a person where I genuinely become vulnerable and put my energy into it, where I'm like, there's going to come a day I don't fucking deal with this person. I literally care about everyone forever. I think that's what hurts the most about realizing you have to hit these hard walls so that you can learn You can absolutely care about everyone forever. You can absolutely extend kindness and love and energy to everyone that you come across. But set a fucking boundary and don't just take the first thing that shows up. I appreciate everything that my neighbor showed me. And I'm thankful because I think what really happened was the events that took shape between the two of us. Led to a handful of other events That shaped an outcome Where that person needs to change Their health and their wellness For the better So everything happens for a reason There's no coincidences here This secondary situation I think Lends more to the lesson that I needed Which was Don't go meddle in shit That doesn't fucking belong to you Just stay the fuck out of it Even when it shows up And it wants you to meddle even when it shows up and it wants you to be involved, just stay out of it. Politely decline and move right the fuck along because that thing will take you down for months on end. And and by the time it's all said and done, because you entertained it, you look like the crazy person because you should have fucking known better than to entertain it in the first place. And that's literally how I feel about that. And I hope they're, I hope they're listening. I genuinely do because that's a fucking wrap. I'm so glad we are up out of these situations and I'm glad because for once it gave me a little bit of fire that I needed to finally just flip the fucking bird at these people and be like I literally love you and I wish you well but fuck off don't come near me stay out of my frame don't even think about me if you can avoid thinking about me that would be great if every time I come to your brain you can think about something else um, like your favorite movie or something that you like to think about like just change the channel to something happier Don't think about me. Since we're going to get super confessional, we're going to do this last one and this will wrap this episode. It's also going to wrap the year. So there's that. Now, when my baby's dad and I broke up, there was a female... That caught my attention and my whole heart um, that summer of 2018. And I I still have yet to fully get all the pieces back from that situation. Because my emotions are just... I don't even know how to explain how jarbled my emotions got in that situation. I'm not sure how to even explain the level of washing machine my heart went through dealing with this situation. So this is one of those situations where this person you have feelings for is in a position where you can't touch them. It's completely unattainable and it's because there are a lot of complicated variables. So to stand in your truth and to stand in that love and to stand in that experience with that person would mean to wear a scarlet letter amongst circles of friends. And I mean that very literally. And I I just don't care because like I give a fuck, public humiliation is a big part of shit I've experienced. So I'll just tell the truth, you know, but in this particular circumstance, when it When the opportunity came for the truth to be told, I just took the lie, which is so fucking far against who I am. Like, it just ate me up to have to lie, like outright be like, did this happen? And I'm like, no, it did not happen, which in my head, I'm like, it did happen. And then to know that the only way to alleviate that situation once you've had to lie about it is then to now distance yourself from it because the closer you try to stick to that situation as if you're going to try and hold up that lie the more of a faulty fucking liar you are and that's not fun so i threw a shit ton of distance at that situation and just kind of made that very clear that i was doing that and that things had changed In our friendship, so I had to throw distance at the situation. Now, I would like to clarify Um, I have absolutely been the side chick in this situation. I was not in this situation. It was an off limits ex of a friend situation. The history of the situation with the friend is very complicated because we didn't exactly have you know, best buddies bonding, but in girl code, it would be considered my fuck up. And I just don't care because nobody was harmed, like, at the end of the day, except for me. So for my not caring and my lack of concern, I'm totally burying the pain of that, like burying the feelings of how that goes. And I say that with respect because This other person's happy, like completely satisfied in their experience. And that's okay with me, but it took me a long time to even get there. Took me a long time to even get to a space where it's like, okay, well, if you love someone, you have to like want for them to be happy and you have to accept that if that's not you, you got to get out of the way. And that's easy to say, but not always easy to do. So it took me a long time to really get into the doing part of that because I was just jealous and upset and confused for a really long time and I think the thing that kind of drove the point home for me was I wrapped my feelings in a situation very fast and I tend to do that because I can see the bright in people usually before they can see it in themselves often the way that they can see it in me and I have a hard time seeing seeing it in myself so this is a fractal reality this individual captivated me completely when they moved on into a new situation my ego was pretty shattered and I convinced myself that I was delusional I convinced myself that I had to just be crazy for how strongly my feelings were expressed. And what I came to realize was that all of those feelings exist in this other person, too. It's just that I don't live my life from the same capacity of fear. You know, in a lot of ways I do, but in a lot of ways of self awareness, I am very, very thankful. full of gratitude to be able to even observe the kind of appreciation I have for being self-aware let alone being the actual level of self-aware that one is now the reason why I brought this situation up and hit it with the real confessional is because this situation came back to me within the last Mercury retrograde just to see if it could and I took the fucking bait again And I'm thankful to say it didn't take me three months to unravel, but when I think about this individual, it's the same thing. I love you, but fuck off. Don't call me. Don't come around me. Leave me alone. Stay out of my frame because you actually don't care about me. And I think that's hard for a society that is built on being self centered and self absorbed to really conceptualize. If all you do is call someone, to bother them emotionally you don't care about them i used to do this to certain exes i had certain exes that if you'd ask me i fucking swear i love them i swear i love them so much i swear they were my fucking everything but when it really really came down to it everything i was willing to do for them was not the things they were willing to do for me and therefore it was fucking ugly usury and i just wasn't able to see it because i was egocentric and really fucking stuck on myself And it's a hard reality to watch yourself go through the things that you, in your 20s, were not capable of rationalizing that you were doing to someone. And now, in your 30s, you're like, oh, touche, man. That shit handed me my ass back. Like, dealing with that couple, I cared immensely for both of them in such different, deep ways. And I earned the level of distrust that they both now have for me because I played the game. (sighs) Dark psychology is not fun. It is shadow work. And I don't think I realized that's what I was doing because to me, it was some sort of spiritual quest. It was some sort of spiritual journey that we were all supposed to be on. And there really was a certain level of energy and commitment to this like spiritual journey. Same thing with my neighbor, my friend what I realize is that I have to be better at delineating which side of this I'm really working on. Where am I actually at with it? And I think it's given me a new burst for self-reliance and like straight solo lifestyle where I just am hanging out with me and my child and hardly even my family. I'm getting authentic friends who I already have, but like genuinely reached me because they hear it from within. I'm relying way more on intuitive properties than I am on social media to determine how much someone actually pays attention or cares about what I have to say. I think that's valuable. I think the rap to this entire year was very, very valuable to my self-reliance and my self-awareness. I am quite literally one of the most interesting, large capacity, deep intuitive introspective perspective kind of persons that anyone will ever meet it is what it is I'm not afraid to like own that now and say oh okay there's a lot of things that from my upbringing to now I have walked through so that I have an alternative perspective to be able to lend to all these different gray areas of reality so I'm with it I'm thankful and I'm also super happy to be in a position where I'm first and kind of front and center, not afraid to tell these people to get the fuck off my lane, like just go away. And I don't think I've ever really been like that. And I 100% want to respect people right where they are. I don't want to walk around with a chip on my shoulder towards anybody. I want to absolutely respect someone right where they are. But I also want to stand so firm in my own square. If you think to disrespect me, you can catch this disrespect. I don't have anything but peaceful intentions. If you step to me and your goals have nothing to do with self-reflection or self-actuality or self-reliance, you will quickly be shown what you need to do to get there for yourself. That is literally how it seems to go on a regular basis is I come into contact with people and when they interact with me I'm all about this in my lifestyle so I talk about it I'm fucking moving it and people love that until they don't because they're not doing it and then usually there's some sort of weird altercation confrontation that comes up miscommunication and It seems like I'm trying to be smarter then because I'm going to win the fucking argument with logic and love. And people hate that. If you're going to win the argument with logic and love, people have to stop talking to you. They got to stop fucking with you because you're making too much sense. Just like the alternative where I've just done some shady, stupid shit and just been like, fuck you. You didn't care about me, so I didn't care about you. It is what it is. Now what? And almost always getting fucking egg in my face and eating crow (laughs) straight up okay anyway peace and blessings thanks for listening